Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 46 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Three steps to help you stop running your business for other people. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So I'm recording this around a week before Halloween, and I am really looking forward to the holiday season, maybe because I just want something to look forward to, something cheerful and festive. And I always love the way our store feels during the holidays. I'm wondering if you're all feeling the same way, but we will be participating in a winter market. So I think we're kind of holding on to some of or most of our holiday merchandise until that market. Otherwise, I feel like I would be probably putting out a lot of it now. But I just thought I'd mention that because I don't always talk about what I'm doing at my own store, but I really am looking forward to the holiday season. So my intention for this episode is to help you reclaim your vision and business. Just that simple. I, of course, first want to start out with a shopkeeper shout out. This one wasn't a podcast review, but a personal message I received from a fellow shopkeeper. Carol, and I I think she's from Fran's Gifted News. Carol, if I'm mistaken, please let me know. No matter what, we'll link the Facebook page or another link in the show notes if she corrects me. But Carol sent me a really, really sweet message in August. And at the end of the message, she, she said, when I have doubts about things, I can hear this little voice saying, boss up, you got this. That little voice is yours. And I love that she said that to me. So Carol, thank you for taking the time first to send me the email. That message meant the world to me, especially at that time. And I hope every shopkeeper feels the same way because I'm rooting for every single one of us. Carol, thanks again. I really appreciate it. And again, we'll have her Facebook page linked in the show notes. So moving on to this episode, I've had quite a few calls with one-on-one clients that spark the idea for this podcast episode. It's an important one because I see it more and more in direct conversations with shopkeepers. I see it in comments, in posts, and in conversations in our Facebook group communities. Here are some situations where you may be running your business for other people. And I honestly think that everyone should listen to this episode because you might be surprised that it's happening to you and you don't even realize it. Okay, so I have six examples, six shopkeepers. Of course, I don't mention names. You'll have no idea who I'm talking about. Um, But shopkeeper number one, she has a rented space within a brick and mortar business that she won't let go of even though she knows it's not a good fit for her because she's afraid of affecting the brick and mortar business owner, the actual person that rents the space. So the shopkeeper that I'm talking about, she rents or she's a vendor within this store owner's space, but she's afraid to let it go because she doesn't want to affect the business owner. Shopkeeper number two She was holding on to a failing brick and mortar business because she was afraid the commercial landlord wouldn't let her out of the lease. She was doing well in her handmade business, and she knew this was part of her business and had so much more potential 
than the brick and mortar retail store, but she was afraid to have the conversation with the company who owned the property she was renting. Shopkeeper number three, she actually wanted to close her brick and mortar store, but she was worried about what everyone else would think if she ended her business. The usual, but what would everyone say about me? Shopkeeper number four, and this one is really common, she wanted to grow her business, but her partner was stifling the growth and vision of the store, so she played small to appease the partner, or she would make decisions to make the partner comfortable and avoid confrontation. Shopkeeper number five was afraid to manage her team. So her employees were literally starting to take over her business, including communicating with customers directly on personal phones regarding business transactions. This client wanted to be the nice guy, and I say that in quotations, the nice gal, but it was costing her a lot of mental stress and control over her own business. Shopkeeper number six, this shopkeeper lets the people who come into her store, and she says the people who who do this don't even really shop with her. They aren't loyal customers. They don't spend money, but they give their opinions about her business, what she should do, what types of products she should bring in, what she should sell, how she should do it. And over time, this has chipped away at her. She's listening to everyone else but herself. Her store has changed and not for the better, and her vision is now gone. Now, that's only six examples of many ways that other people can start to run your business. Uh, But I think you get the picture. We all open our stores for a variety of reasons, but usually it's because we're passionate about being our own boss. We love why we have our stores. We love what we sell and we're enthusiastic about the value we offer. But then life happens, you know? I should say, but then business life happens. We bring in vendors, we collaborate with other businesses, we work with a partner, we establish business relationships with landlords, sales reps, makers, business neighbors maybe even a chamber of commerce or your local city. Um, What happens is some shopkeepers let others influence them and the way their businesses are run. Independent retailers love to serve. You love to serve your customers, right? Yet somewhere along the way, you start serving the other relationships that are connected to your business. But then what happens to you? What happens to your vision? What happens to what you wanted to do with the store? First, I want to make sure that this is really clear. This doesn't include situations involving family, like a sick parent or child, or even COVID and homeschooling or some other stressful family situation, where maybe you have to change your store hours or other parts of your business to accommodate that family situation. That is completely different than what I'm speaking about in this episode. And I just want to make sure that I'm really clear about that, because I feel strongly that families first especially when it comes to stressful situations like that. So if you feel you've lost control of your business or aspects of your business, this is the episode for you. Let's go right into what you need to do in order to reclaim it. Get your journal out. (laughs) And if you don't journal, I highly recommend it. Writing things down, like actually using a pen or pencil and paper is one of the most effective ways to get results when you're working through something. If journaling or writing things down isn't a usual practice for you, I am here to give you some prompts so that you know what to write down. Because I could tell you, go ahead and get your journal out and start writing. 
But then you sit there with that pe- that pen and paper and you're just staring at that blank piece of paper like, what am I supposed to do next? So this episode, I want to give you three steps to take to help you overcome this problem. So the first step is get real with yourself. Most likely you know what's happening in the background or maybe this episode will result in an aha moment for you. But I want you to write down all of the ways, and hopefully it's not too many, but all of the ways you've lost control of your business and you've lost control of the business to please or accommodate others. I want to I stress that again. I want you to write down all of the ways you've lost control of your business to please or accommodate others. Number two is deal with the mental drama. <laughs> Man. The mental drama that can go along with this can get ridiculous. So I want you to write down all of this too. And sometimes this involves writing down the negative thoughts brewing in your brain versus writing down what are the facts. So obviously the facts aren't the mental drama. It's the other stuff that goes before the facts, before you actually acknowledge like maybe things aren't that bad or this is my business or I do have control or I can take action. But it might surprise you how many of those negative thoughts are going through your head because, yep, there's fake news in your head and there's a lot of fake news in your head about your business, most likely. Then decide what are you going to change and what are you going to chuck? What's going out the door? What has to just get pitched or you you start over again in an area of your business? But in order for you to tackle this, it's really important that you write it all down. And again, maybe create two columns, one for the the mental drama and one for the facts, because the facts are really important too. They're a reminder to you that you do have control and that you can do things or that things are, you know, might be going well, but not as well as you want them to. The new sponsor for this podcast is the Shopkeepers Academy. Tell me if you can relate to this as a shopkeeper. You crave sisterhood from other retail shop owners going through the same thing. You desperately search online for tools or education that will help you get ahead as a business owner, but Google is exhausting because you're busy running a business. And when you do find resources online, it isn't tailored to your type of business, an independent retail store. You need the guidance of lessons and information that empower you to keep your business afloat, or better yet, thriving in this stressful world. That's where the Shopkeepers Academy comes in. The Shopkeepers Academy is an online platform that was built specifically for independent retail business owners. It's a one-stop shop to sign up for education and community. Whether you wanna grab an affordable ebook like a nine-page shipping guide, or get access to a comprehensive list of lessons by subscribing to the Shopkeepers Learning Lab, or if you want to join Master Shopkeepers, and that's a paid mastermind group of brick-and-mortar store owners, you'll know that every option in the Academy was designed for you, the independent retail business owner. I want to help all brick-and-mortar retailers work less and profit more. Is this what you want too? Visit shopkeepersacademy.com for more information. And then number three is take action. I just had a recent conversation with a a business friend who was doing well and taking action, and then she just stopped taking action. Like she was seeing progress 
and getting results. And then she just stopped taking action and then was beating herself up that she wasn't seeing progress again in her business. And it was because she stopped taking action. I want you to start taking action or at least come up with the plan for the action. So write down how you will move forward and take action to start realigning things in your business. You may not be able to get a quick fix. Actually, let me rephrase that. You most likely won't get a quick fix, but a plan of action and a timeline is a great start. So write, start writing down the things that you need to do to regain that vision of your business that you had before other people started influencing you. If you're a solid people pleaser, this is going to be even more challenging. I know that <laughs> for sure. I mean, I know that firsthand. Your brain is going to want to go back to where it's comfortable. Step number three, the taking action part, that's going to involve a lot of discomfort. So let's revisit the six shopkeeper examples I gave a few minutes ago and how doing the work and taking action helped these shopkeepers get back on track. So shopkeeper number one, she was completely uncomfortable preparing for the conversation with the brick and mortar store owner, but the conversation and taking one thing off of her plate, which was having that vendor space in that store and it wasn't feeling good to her, it didn't give her a great return on investment, it wasn't fulfilling, taking that off of her plate will now give her time and the space to focus on what she really wants to do, and that's teach and sell online. Shopkeeper number two was in a ton of discomfort, and I mean a ton, merely at the thought of asking if she could get out of the lease. And this shopkeeper really resisted me, and I could hear the anger and frustration in her voice. But she moved forward, and she asked to get out of the lease, and they agreed. Not only did she save over $10,000, but she saw her handmade business double in 2020, without the overhead of a brick and mortar store. Now you all know I love brick and mortar stores, so I'm not telling people to, to shift away from that or that brick and mortar is dying. This is, these are individual situations or cases and for everyone it's going to be different. But she asked, she, she stepped into the discomfort, she asked, she got out of the lease and now she's doing what's, what feels in alignment for her in terms of her business. Shopkeeper number three, she sat in discomfort probably for a full year until she became honest with herself about wanting more flexibility in her life rather than having to commit to hours in a brick and mortar space by herself. This shopkeeper is now on a path to do something she loves. Shopkeeper number four, she sat in discomfort not only preparing for the tough conversation with her business partner, but with the drama that ensued during their separation. This shopkeeper, I can't even begin to tell you all of the amazing things she's done since she became sole owner. Her brand, her business, her personal growth, everything grew and became more profitable. And it sounds like I'm talking about one shopkeeper in shopkeeper number four, but I know of a few who fit this um, example. Shopkeeper number five sat in total discomfort because her happy place, in quote, air quotes again, was being friends with everyone in her business. And now she had to be the boss. This shopkeeper claimed or maybe reclaimed her title as boss. 
She has a handbook, policies, boundaries, and all the things she needs to feel she won't lose control again. Shopkeeper number six, she had to sit in discomfort as she set boundaries around these fake customers. She had to be firm about how these conversations went. You know, sometimes you just have to tell people no. You have to either shift conversations or be firm and let them know that how you run your business isn't up for conversation or debate. You have to sometimes be firm in your convictions. Well, she regained her store's vision and things are falling back into place again. You know the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I know it's so cliche, but our cups should be full before we even consider pouring into someone else's. When you start running your business in a way that pleases other people, your cup starts to drain. There are several or many of you listening. I know it. (laughs) I know you're nodding your heads. I know you're agreeing with me. I know you're frustrated. And I know you're trying to figure out what to do. I want you to reclaim your business. And you shouldn't feel guilty over this. It is not being selfish. It's actually called being self-aware. I want to say it again. Reclaiming your business is not selfish. It's you becoming self-aware. And that is a sign of growth and maturity as a human being and as a business owner. And there is no shame in that game. I am giving you permission to become self-aware. Why? Because it's enlightening and liberating and it can feel really damn good. I promise. If you want to see the show notes to this episode, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 46. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 46. Some of the most rewarding work I do is one-on-one coaching. It involves exploring, helping you become self-aware. It involves plans of action and a lot of accountability. Some say they book me for one-on-one coaching because they know I'll be tough, yet compassionate and kind. If this is something you need or want, it is an option. You can visit the Shopkeepers Academy for more information to book one-on-one sessions with me. We'll have the Academy linked in the show notes. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.